Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the dirt all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of a magic Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, everyone in podcast land. This is Mrs. Atom. And this is Mr. Atom. And the gentleman. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to say, every time we have you on, our numbers spike. Like, like people, I don't know what they're searching for to download, but they see your name and they're like, yes. Yes. <sighs> so we should have called this the gentleman podcast. <laughs> They just want to keep me like a fool of myself. That's all. Uh, I don't. Well, sure, we'll go with that's that. Okay, that, that's fine too. Yeah, uh, this is yeah. what I'm like all the time. You know what the, I mean? That's why. That's why we keep you around. Is you're fucking entertaining as hell. Uh, so yeah, uh, we just got back from uh, a couple of weeks at Desire. Yeah. And, and we have not told the gentleman really anything. Nope. Anything at all. Nope. No, we've kept it because we thought that this would be one of those great situations where he could ask the questions that all the people want to ask. Unfortunately, he forgot to ask the people the questions that they wanted to ask, so he's going to have to come up with his own questions for the people to ask. I'm following, and it makes sense, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, that was all improv. (laughs) Yeah, so we we went to... Two weeks at Desire. We did the the first week was at Riviera Maya with the Life on the Swing set takeover. Yes, and then um, and it was actually um, not a full takeover. I think it was like ninety percent of the rooms or something. Yep. Most of a takeover, yeah. but there were some non swing setters there. Uh, and then the second week was a, a partial takeover at Pearl. Pearl Desire Pearl, and that was with uh, the podcast or put together by the podcast We Got a Thing with Mr. and Mrs. Jones and Swinging Down Under with C&D. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it was it was two great weeks, two different weeks. And, yeah, so do you want to fire away Well, questions? first of all, a big shout-out to the gentleman for spending the night the night before. <laughs> you were already – Angela was already in the States, so he's, he was company for me. I was I, going to say that the, the, the last I saw you was dropping you off at the airport – Giving me a pat on the bum and saying having a good time. Yeah. The, the last you saw me was knocking over all my suitcases as you drove away. Like, That's right. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. That's right. But I, I, had, like, around. I had five people around me all go, oh, because I had so much goddamn and yet, suitcases. And yet nobody helped. Nobody helped me. <laughs> look at that poor fellow. Let's go, kids. Don't look him in the eyes, kids. He'll ask for money. <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, that was the last you saw me. But yes, thank you very much for dropping me off. We had a good night before we left. Yeah. You know, a little bit of porn, a little bit of oral, and yeah, a lot of... Um, then the next morning, we had a, a masturbation race. That's right. We Who did. won? We both came was- in first. <laughs> When you have a masturbation race, nobody really comes second. <laughs> There's no ribbon for second place. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was one of those things. It was like, oh, we gotta go, we gotta go. It was like, do you have time for it? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay. There's no ribbon, but there is comrades. Right. I, so I was like, I have an 18-hour transit time where I'm not gonna have a chance to masturbate. This is gonna happen. This is happening. This, this is the last time. It's not gonna feel awkward when I do this. <laughs> So, yeah, that was fun. Um, okay, so now, that was just a thank you very much for dropping me off at the airport. And You're very welcome. laughing at me as I tumbled the hook. So, the, so the, the, the trip over there. So, yes. you, you, you met Angela at... In L.A. In L.A., in LA. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because I'd gotten in, I'd been working in the States um, the, that week before, and I got to L.A. the Tuesday night before everything, and... At that point, I was I was not in a good mood when I got to L.A. Because it was like 10, 10.30 at night when I landed. And then I still had to, you know, get to the hotel and everything. And I hadn't eaten in forever. And, of course, U.S. flights, they don't actually give you anything substantial to eat on the plane. I guess these nuts. Yeah, you get like a bag of, like, snack mix or something. And actually, no, they did have bananas. Um, hey, that's nice. That's new. Yeah, that is new. Um, but there really wasn't anything substantial. And I... Because of the time of day that I left, I wasn't hungry when I left the it airport. It wasn't the kind of banana you were hoping for. No. And so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it had yeah, been... She, she, she wanted something more appealing. Oh. Um, All right. We're going to stop it, with the banana. It didn't make her split. Stop, stop with the banana. Sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, so basically I got to the hotel at like 11, 11.30 at night. I was starving. I was uh, exhausted. Hurt. And... I checked in. I'm sure I looked like a walking zombie. And I checked in. I knew the restaurant was closed. And I was like, is there anywhere around I can get food? And he's like, there's a 24-hour diner across the road. I was like, awesome. Is the food edible? And he's like, I eat there sometimes. I was like, good enough. It's <laughs> like, yeah. drop my suitcase off. Go get some food. <laughs> I'm come surprised back. you didn't look at him and go, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I came back and absolutely crashed out because I knew that I wanted to get up early and be up and, and ready to go when you landed in the morning. Yeah, because I landed oh, at okay. like okay, so you guys seven. met in the morning, not at the Yeah. Because yeah. okay. yeah. I landed at like okay. 7 a.m. And mm-hmm. it was kind of funny because I did the quick check to see how far the hotel was from the airport. And when I checked, I foolishly didn't realize that I checked at 2 a.m. L.A. time. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, look, it's only a 20-minute drive. But I landed at 7 a.m., and then by the time I got in, my, in the cab, it was like, what, 7.30 probably. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a 40-minute cab ride because of fucking traffic. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, LA traffic is wonderful. Yeah. So, um, did you spend the day in LA then? Or yes. was it yep. traveling straight away? No, we uh, we spent the day... We, so we had three days in LA. Yeah, we oh, did. Okay. I think yeah. the first thing we did was shop. We for did. For sexy That's right. stuff. And you yeah. went to the Magic... That was the was second that night. That was the yeah. second night. Yeah. So the first night, and I think this really helped Bradford to kind of reset a bit and to fight jet lag because the first night we went oh, yeah. to Halloween Horror Nights, and so at Universal Studios at Universal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was like it was so much fun. It was really awesome, but it was also sensory overload. So there's no way you can get sleepy. Uh huh. We took like an yeah. hour and a half nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, we did. But so we went shopping the first day. We went to Stockroom in L.A. If you've not been to Stockroom, it's fucking amazing so much latex mm-hmm. Angela bought three dresses I bought 
uh, latex suspenders. I know, right? Fantastic. Uh, and we bought a couple of little toys here and there. Yeah, some random stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so we did more sexy shopping in L.A. as well. Yeah. In fact, we did mostly sexy shopping, and then yeah. we did some clothes shopping where I bought, I don't know, 30 pairs of socks and underwear, and we mm-hmm. bought so much stuff we had to buy a suitcase. Yeah. Yes. Did you just loosen your belt? Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's sitting yeah, on our it's, couch it's, naked. It's, it's hot, hot here. It's hot. You're sitting on the couch shirtless, which is really distracting. And Angela's sitting next to you in bra and panties. And look, which is really distracting. Her, I mean, I was commenting her. <laughs> look, on we're her, distracting together. I know, right? Aww. Her tits have, in the past two months, just they seem like they're ginormous. They're not any different. They look cleavagier. Sure. Is that a word? It is Clivergier? It They are They are looking very cleavage Clivigy. Clivigy. It's because I'm wearing a bra again, whereas the past two weeks Just I've not worn a bra. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's correct. So, yeah, the first night we went to Halloween Horror Nights, which we enjoy. We like yeah. haunted houses. Yeah. The second night we went to the Magic Castle. Which yes. was magical. Okay, so real quick, I know this is not a this is a sex podcast, a sexual yeah. health yeah. podcast, and not a magic podcast, but I do want to say... We the, so the, if you don't know what the Magic Castle is, it was it's been around for fifty five years. Um, they have five bars, a restaurant, and three performance spaces. We got our cocktails when we first got there. We were in this little room that had a player piano, and we get our cocktails. And I said to a wonderful vacation, cheers, and clink the glasses together. The second the glasses clink together, the player piano starts playing the theme song from the television show Cheers. Ah. Oh. How good is that? And that I was wish, awesome. I really wish that there was a picture of our faces when that yeah. happened. Both of us like, had that oh. look. Like, it's like, this it's is really... so magical. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, I realize that's an easy illusion to create. But holy fuck, but I didn't weren't make... expecting it, and yeah. it was just... Yeah, it the, made the, the night. I was going to say, the effect is good. Yeah. That is so great. It started the night off yeah. with that mentality that this whole okay, night is going to be I have a lot... Of, again, I've got a lot of questions about the magic... magic. Oh, the magic place, magic house. What do you, what do you call it? The magic, magic castle. castle yeah. Did do you have to perform a trick to no. get in? No, oh, uh, no. I was you just, um, have, you just have because to... you're a great magician yourself. <laughs> it's an illusion, Michael. Tricks are for whores. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's an arrest development. If you, um, no, yeah. So you just have to know somebody who is, I think, either an international brotherhood of magicians or the American Magicians Association. Um, they can put you on a list. Yeah, and get right. Together. And so we got a list from an IBM member, mm. which I used to be an IBM member way back in my college days. Mm. I got a new trick to show you, by the way. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is my, it sword he, swallowing? <laughs> which I did in the pool at Desire. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. with a balloon animal sword. Mm. And honestly, what was great about that is. I started doing it, and everyone was like, oh, look, he's really doing it. And then a couple of the people, there's about five or six people around, they were like, whoa, he's, that's really good. And then once I got the whole balloon in my mouth, everyone was like, holy fuck, how did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Turned out pretty good. I was very proud yeah. of myself. Yeah. A big shout out to some of the people from Passion and Paradise. You know who you are. You taught me to do that. Yeah. And, and was there a lineup of cute guys just waiting Actually, yeah, there was a pretty good line. Oh, yeah, but was. <laughs> <laughs> But that's part of the later stories. Oh, that's the later stories. Okay, right. so... So Magic Castle the... was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to bed early on the ne- last night. So it was mainly shopping, Universal Studios, and Magic, Magic Castle. Castle was L.A. Yeah. And then the next morning, Saturday morning, we got up early and took off to t- Cancun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely. So your first impressions of 
pulling up to the resort? Um, our first impression was it had there had been a rainstorm right before we like as we were in the plane there was a rainstorm there, and so when we got there it wasn't actively raining, but there had been some there's a little bridge that you have to go across to get to the resort and there had been some flooding of it and it's a crocodile area so there's signs up of like beware of the crocodile and then you're going through this like flooded moat area across the bridge. So my first thought was so. aren't bridges supposed to be over the troubled waters? <laughs> But this bridge was about, I don't know, 10 centimeters under the yeah. water. Yeah. But, but we still drove right across it. But they're just freshwater crocodiles, right? They're not saltwater crocodiles. Well, it's brackish water. It's brackish. So oh, brackish. I don't know if they're... I, honestly, they're not the same crocodiles that we have here in Australia. No. So they're not as big. Uh, but crocodiles are temperamental. They're still crocodiles. Yeah, they're still crocodiles. That's why they say, you know, after a while, crocodile. <laughs> yeah, but I no, don't know actually... What that means. <laughs> <laughs> but you are working, walking across the bridge. You just drive across right. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, but then that means you're trapped at the resort. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, but <laughs> it sounds <actually> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you survived. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, the, so, the, so, so the balloon cock, sword was for self-defense purposes. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I think I was still in that whole holy shit, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. So it wasn't really, I, I don't think I had like, it wasn't, it, it looked like a typical resort, to be honest, okay. from the outside. Yeah. And it was very nondescript is what is the word I would use. Mm-hmm. You've right. got a big wall that says desire, a, a, a gatekeeper who took all of our names on uh-huh. the transfer. And made sure that we were on the room yeah. list. And yeah. And then when you pull up, it just looks like a nice hotel, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a low kind of building to One walk story. into. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we dropped all of our gear off, and they were like, all right, we'll take it straight to your room. We were mm-hmm. like, okay, wow. And then we walked in and checked in. And that actually was really nice that they take the – and I know it's typical, but that they took all the luggage there because we were getting in, I think it was around 4, 4.30 in the afternoon. So a lot of people had already arrived. There were still people arriving for the next few hours. Um, but – because there were already a lot of people there, we were able to just walk in and kind of get going yeah. and not be like, oh, hold on, i got to deal with my bags and whatever. Yeah. You know? So it was just kind of let us get get off the ground running, basically. Uh-huh. I will say, the um, first, so they have an ID bracelet on you, and the ID bracelet has to do with how many times you've been at the resort and blah, 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 blah. It was kind of surreal for the first time getting that bracelet put on yeah. for me. Because it's on the whole week. You can't take it off. Yeah. Oh, because it's, right. okay. it's sort of that marker so that when guards see you, that's my assumption. You're right. It is. They know you belong. The security guys Because know. the beach yeah. is open. So technically, you could walk from another resort onto the beach and then come in. Uh-huh. Well, you can't come in because that's why the guards are there. Right. But, but there's security yeah. there 24-7. Yeah. There was never a time that yeah. there wasn't a security guard at the, or two. Yeah, uh, several of them. At around. the beach. Right. Hmm. Sounds like a pretty sweet gig on that week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was actually, it was nice though because we walked, we got checked in very quickly, got checked in. It didn't take long at all to get that sorted. And then we, we exited the lobby area where we were checking in and there's a big courtyard kind of thing. And there's like a bar on one side, some villas on the other and another building. So, but this big courtyard and across from us is where they had the table set up to make our name necklaces. 
So you make a, for the swing set week, you make a necklace with your name on it, and there's different colored beads for, like, kinky, your kink curious, um, I was going to ask, gay, how did, they, how did, yes, how did um, straight, was there visual bond. identification yeah. on, yeah. on the way you play? And then yeah. introvert and extrovert had different colors. I think those were the three categories mainly. And then if you had, if you were new, if it was your first new, time, yeah. a, a special color for first-timers. Right. Uh, okay. And but then there were that. also other little pendants and things that you could adorn it with. And uh-huh. can, it was all about being your own personality yeah. Yeah. however you wanted and you didn't have to put all the colors on if you didn't want to it was just but it, it you know it was, so it was basically you go over and you make your own necklace and that was really our first introduction because we walked up to the table there were people there and immediately we were like hi and just start introducing yeah. yourself and and I think we were both still in that super excited holy shit kind of mood that I know I personally was like oh look a bunny and I kept getting distracted by people and things uh-huh. and stuff and oh look there's a bar and oh but I have to make my necklace and it was just it was so hard for me to focus. It was very funny for yeah. Angela to make her necklace and then it goes, I don't know how to tie this! <laughs> She's shaking her head and the nice lady is like, I'm going to tie it for you. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> and it's funny because I know, I'm assuming I'm going to speak for you as well, I've rarely seen Angela like that, where she is... That excited. Yeah, and where she is like, oh look a bunny. She yeah. is often easily distracted but she's almost constantly in complete control. And this was one of those moments where you could tell she was like, like just looking around like, okay, oh, I'm yeah. so yeah. excited yeah. to yeah. be yeah. here. Yeah. But uh, so there were a lot of people doing this at the same time, assumingly. But when so we got, we, there, came, we got there with did you, seven did other people. Did you feel people. when you walked yeah. in it was it was open and accepting straight away? I mean, yes. just the idea of the bracelet straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Be who, be yes. who you want to be this week. Yeah. yeah. Be who you are. Yeah. And, and I think what Definitely. was really kind of a, a constant theme for me that week, but really hit me hard the first day and the first couple of hours was that when we went up to the name necklace thing, like the the people that were behind the table and the people that were around the table making necklaces and things, it was immediately, you just strike up a conversation. It it wasn't awkward. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like, oh, so where are you from? What do you do? It was just, you just start talking about random stuff. In that instance too, I can just imagine if, if you were that way, emotionally yeah. excited that everybody else would have been as well you would have been yeah. putting up some great energy yeah the and energy just, was awesome yeah, yeah. And, but it was like that the people there there was a group of people sitting in some um, a lounge area off to the side of the lobby courtyard and so we went and sat and talked to them um, Finn and Emma from Normalizing Autonomy were over there yeah um, and some other folks were so immediately we go over there, but it was just super easy to join a group, to go up to a couple, to go up to an individual, and just start talking. And there, there were no barriers. There was yeah. no, oh, who are you? What are you doing coming over here and talking to me? It was just immediately like, hi. Hi. Yeah. And you yeah. just felt like you've, or I felt like I'd known these people for years, even though we've literally just met. It was yeah. for me. It felt like a high school reunion for people that we didn't go to school with. You yeah. Because it's. Although I, can't, I shouldn't even say that because I think at high school reunions it's typically like that Facebook fake, mm-hmm. like you're only positive. These people were genuinely positive, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It's, but then you would have been, they would have been mirroring your attitude as well because you would have been sending off that too. So I think and what, if everybody was doing the same thing, it would have been a great environment just to just to sit in. Yeah, I think what it ends up being is that you know realistically we were all a group of the the band kids the theater kids the misfits from from growing up and then when we grow up and we're still who we are sexually we're still misfits mm-hmm. but it was a place where you could 
be a misfit, you knew that you were and everyone around you was a misfit for some reason. Is it your kink? Is it your uh-huh. sexuality? Uh-huh. Is it your lifestyle being polyamorous? Somehow you're a misfit from society. But here in this little microcosm, for just a little while, we are all broken in the exact same way. And that... Being a misfit was the norm. Yeah. 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 So it was like the yeah. Isle of Misfit toys. It was great. Uh, and so it was one of those things that you're immediately... Like, I know... I, you know, I often wear sh- uh, walls and shields and faces. And the number of people We that, all do. Yeah. Well, yeah. True. Yeah. But the number of people that I am truly my authentic me in front of, realistically, is a short list. I mean, other than the people in this room, there might be two or three others. Uh, but there, it was immediately, mm-hmm. I felt like... Without even realizing just that it happened, down. I don't think I realized yeah. it until maybe day two or three that the walls were down. I was just, I was just my authentic me, which is <laughs> really good, weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how good is that? Though, like yeah. you said, to be two or three days in, and then to think, oh god, maybe I should. No, yeah. I shouldn't because I've already, uh, yeah. I'm already yeah. who I am now. It's great. It was, so, so just back, back from that, were you? Was was there a, um, a, a chatting going on before on Kick or something yes. like that with with other? Yeah. So they do a thing called Rocket Chat, okay. uh, and it was a whole group of people. So if you're a, uh, a friend or a Patreon of a, a patron, sorry, of uh, Life on the Swing Set, you get to go on their, um, their Rocket Chat. If you're going to the takeover, Swing Set Takes Desire, then they put you on that Rocket Chat as well. And everybody gets a little... Those different groups. Yeah, different groups and and different like sort of uh-huh. channels. So we were all in this channel. And there was a lot of talking back and forth. Admittedly, I didn't do a lot of talking on it because... I did more stalking just because of timing and exactly. as well. Yeah, because yeah. we're in the different time zones. So yeah. it's sometimes difficult to comment on things as they happen. Yeah, especially so, when it's really... it's. Day and night, isn't it? So it's almost yeah. a four yeah. hour kind of. So then you're um, going back, like, oh, you're going back to this comment way up here. Yeah. So I think, like, I know I did a lot more stalking, um, occasionally commenting, but not not a whole lot, yeah. really, beforehand. So then, you know, we saw, you know, talking about dropping walls early on in the first day, we saw Cooper. Yeah. Um, so who has been a beacon for me and has a hero for me and, uh, Ultimately, is just a normal guy mm-hmm. and who is so easy to talk to and is a wonderful human being. And it was, I think for me, it was that hugging him for that first time was the official, all walls are down, I can be me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because to touch on something that you kind of glanced over in all of that talking, um, but the, the swing set group is made up of people that are... I would say generally that trifecta of you've got your swingers, you've got the polyamorous people, you've got the kink people. A lot of us do kind of roam between different aspects of those worlds. Ends up being a yeah, very diagram. very few uh-huh. of us are like one or the other. But that group is kind of a nice melding of them all together. And even if you're not kinky, if you're just a swinger or you're polyamorous or whatever. If you're a swinger or polyamorous or whatever, but you're not kinky, then that's okay. Like, it doesn't matter. You're still accepted, and, and they would still accept you. And if you're, you know, a kink person, but you're not a swinger, then, well, that's okay, too. And it's just, or if you're somewhere in between, which many of us, I think, are somewhere along that spectrum. Yeah. Um, but it was just completely accepting of whoever, whatever you are, and just, again, not having to It really was a, a, a mentality of you be you. Yeah. Just be your authentic yeah. self, uh-huh. and that's enough. You yeah. don't have to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it just happened so quickly and naturally that we just, both of us just kind of was like, poof, done. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great, I mean, that's the perfect environment for the hosts 
of the whole thing. That's I mean, I'm sure that's their pinnacle goal. Well, yeah, I mean, to have people come from all over the world mm. and just be who they want to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this was their seventh year of doing it, and, and to have a group of like-minded, really individuals come and be who be who they really are, and yeah. like you say, have a group of people who are pretty much all the same. It's like, yeah. oh yes, yeah. we, we are all misfits. We are all kink or queer in that particular way or a certain particular way, and we're all here together. Yeah, no qualms. I. I I was really jealous that that, uh, I, that you know you guys were experiencing that, and I was at home going, I was watching on on Twitter all the things you were doing. I was like, oh, I got inside. I was so happy for you. You know, I was so happy that that you guys were, were out there doing it. It was really good to see. And Twitter was just immersed with everybody. I was, you know, DP two thousand and eighteen. I was like, oh yeah, double penetration. Oh no, that's right. Desire well. Desire well, yeah. Yeah, between the, the between the hashtag SS Desire and the hashtag DP twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first was the first week. The second was the second week. There was a lot of hashtagging going on. There was a lot of hashtag going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We weren't meaning to rub uh, your nose in it. Well, well uh, is it compersion? Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean... Okay, so, so that was... So we covered you getting there. You've, you've made your, your uh, necklaces. You've can got I, your bracelets on. Can I comment about getting there one more time? Okay. Sure. Okay. So this was something that um, is mentioned as well in the Life on the Swing set, their live podcast, and it was something that we had discussions with uh, Ginger and Prof about because they often say that there's a difference between getting there and arriving there. That's a good point. Because you get there, and you're physically, your body is physically there, but you may not mentally or emotionally arrive and be ready to be in that environment and to be ready to drop those shields and to accept everything, accept yourself, whatever. That may not happen. It may happen immediately. It may take a few hours. Uh-huh. For some people, it takes a couple of days. And and I think that's something that that Bradford and I have realized in doing a few of these trips now is that we need a few days to come down, get out of daily life, get out of work mode, reconnect with each other before going into something like this. And for us having those that time in LA beforehand was really helpful. Um, but we've done trips like this where we have had time to come down and then time, trips where we haven't. And we can tell a big distinction in that right. it does take us a couple of days to get there and to actually arrive. Yeah, yeah. And so I really like the way that, that Ginger and Prof put that and the, the difference between getting there and arriving there because it is the difference in physically being there and mentally and emotionally being there. And yeah, I can understand Being that. a participant. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, for me, I got there and then the, my arrival was Cooper's hug. Yeah. For me. I don't know what you would have said yours was. but I think, but I, I think was... you had built that moment up too. I did. Yeah. I had. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. I, had, I have... I mean, I idolized him. I still I still like him a lot. I'm not going to say idolizing because I know he's uncomfortable <laughs> with that word. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those things that I had. I I idolized him. And to be honest, he was exactly the person that I yeah. needed. And so the person that I wanted. You know, so it was... It ended up being great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that for me was that moment. It was like, okay, I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I guess I got used to it. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Do you have your moment? Do you know what your moment um, is? I don't think there was necessarily an actual moment like that for me. But it was, I would have said, it took a couple of hours. Yeah. Because the, the first few hours, I was kind of bouncing around. And even after we sat down to talk to people in that lobby area, um, the lounge area, 
the people were kind of moving around as well doing their thing and so and it was like oh look here's some nice people and oh here's nice people and I think it once I kind of settled down and just calmed down from all the initial excitement I think that's when I felt like I actually arrived because it was like all right now I can start figuring this out is, is it hard to remember people's names no, because no. everybody's wearing a fucking necklace, dude. Everyone's wearing a necklace. How pretty sad. And actually, actually, even though later in the week, you know, oftentimes we would forget to put our necklaces back on or if they didn't work with the costume uh-huh. or whatever. But I did so well with people's names because I'm a visual person. So when you introduce yourself and you have a necklace on and I can read it as well as hear it, that's a gr- that's that helped so good. a lot. I think yeah. I'm the same yeah. way. If, yeah, that would because you could see the face with the mm-hmm. name. Right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah, because just hearing it, I would likely forget. It would go in one ear and out the other. Uh-huh. But reading it really helped because me. Because the entire time you're having a conversation with somebody, you're looking around and you're glancing at their necklace. Yeah. So every time you glance at that necklace, you're reiterating who they are. Uh-huh. So it's no longer yeah. like, oh, well, let's remember that, you know, Angela starts with A and she talked about asphalt. You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, she talked about asses. her asses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Angela starts with A and she has a fantastic so ass. Taking asses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so you're, you're looking at her and... That's how I remember the it. The entire time. I know, right? <laughs> That's why sometimes I call her Astula. <laughs> Astula. <laughs> Which sounds like a horrible disease. Oh, man. I, my Astula is, is really acting up on me today. <laughs> but, you know, it is it is one of those things that you're constantly glancing at that necklace mm-hmm. and it's just sort of solidifying right idea. Yeah. who they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also, I suppose, to the, the colors of the necklace as well. Once you can identify mm-hmm. yeah, where, and where I their do kink think is. It's interesting because I didn't pay attention to the colors as much necessarily. Because some people, I would say because most people were very open and, and forthcoming. What uh-huh. I did pay attention to more than any other color was the introvert and extrovert. Because if there was somebody that had an introvert bead on theirs then I would be more likely to go up to them first instead of expecting them to come to me. Right. So I will say, as a, as a bisexual male mm. in a swinging community, every guy I looked at, I looked at their uh, To see if they had color. purple? Yeah, if they had a purple one. Purple. Uh, it was red, yellow, and purple. So it was straight, yeah. curious, and bi. Right. Uh, I thought it was straight, gay, and bi. Maybe it was straight, gay, and bi. Maybe it was. I think, I don't know. There may have been a curious as well then. Anyway, it doesn't know. matter. Uh, so I was very focused on that. Mm-hmm. Because, again, not wanting to make anybody uncomfortable. Yeah. But at the same time, knowing that this was a space where I could be me, it was great. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I did notice it on everybody's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so, okay, so <clears throat> we're, in, we're, in the, we're in the resort. You've, you've been to your room. You've got the necklaces on. Yep. That first night, was there a... Was there a, a a welcoming dinner or was uh, a welcoming function or where everyone got together? Yes, there was something. There was a, I think it was just a cocktail hour kind of thing, wasn't it? Probably. Was it not hot tub happy hour? Well, probably that as well. Admittedly, I don't remember. No, there was cocktails in the courtyard. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't remember anything about that, to be honest. That was a lot of drinks ago. That was a lot of drinks. Ago. So I will say, courtyard. I will say, what is it? Happy one, hour, hot tub, hot tub, happy, happy hour. hour. Every afternoon, like four or five o'clock, it'd be hot tub, happy hour. Everybody go up in the hot tub. We'll talk about that. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so I will say that we did recordings every single day. At the end of the day, we did a quick Most. four to six minute recording. Uh, no, well, that's we covered every day. To, we covered every day, but sometimes just, we forgot a day and did two days in one. Yeah, right. Because yeah. alcohol. Um, 
so we've got all these days that we can then go back and refer to. Yeah. All of those are going to go up on our Patreon uh, for all of our uh, $2 and above Patreon listeners or supporters. So if you want to hear that, there's an hour and 36 yeah. minutes worth of us rambling on about each and every fucking day. So, you know, that, that would be good, though. It just, <laughs> it, it, so that was just yeah. brain to mouth the mic off. It really was, yeah. yeah. So I will say that that first day, um, the hot tub happy hour, so every day there was kind of a, I don't know if it was official or unofficial, but basically mm. 4 or 5 p.m., there it's would, official. Okay, there would be hot tub happy hour where everybody go up to, or you know, whoever wanted to go up to the hot tub and just have drinks, whatever, uh-huh. chill out before dinner. Uh, the first day when we went up for the hot tub happy hour, this was like we'd gotten there, we hadn't been there for very long at all, and so we, you know, and oh, that was the other thing, uh, when we did get there, I was very much immediately, I'm getting naked. Like, I close off, I'm done with these clothes things. Uh-huh. And so I was basically what are naked. These things? Yeah, I was basically <laughs> naked immediately. I did, you know, we keep us wrong around here and there, but. Um, I yeah. was not. It took breath for a little bit longer. <laughs> it took me a little while longer to acclimate yeah. to, okay, I'm going to show everybody my pee pee. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we went up to the hot tub happy hour. So we, and it's the hot tub at, at Riviera Maya is on, it's upstairs. So we went up the stairs, we turned the corner, and the hot tub's not huge. It's okay size, but it's not like super ginormous. It's about half the size of this room. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Mm. I would say it's the size of an average bedroom. Okay. I would say it was a little bigger, but it's weirdly shaped. Anyway, um, but anyway, so we walked up there, and I there were just just a mass of people in the hot tub, and I did a very quick count, and we counted about fifty five to sixty people in the hot tub. Holy crap! And there was still room, so we jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> we did. And it was, was it one of those because you jump in and you just sort of stay where you land? No. 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 It was, was very still, much a... Oh, really? You jump in. And again, it was like going to a cocktail party where everybody's naked and standing in a hot tub. So still think it was let the it size go, of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody at home can see our, our living room anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, you're wandering around and going, oh, excuse me, excuse me. It's like, oh my God, hi, how are you? And we were, admittedly, we were in a pretty lucky situation that a lot of people were either familiar with the podcast, mm-hmm. familiar with our names from the Rocket Chat, or were listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. actively right. listening. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it made a, it easier. Cause we're, well, because people had an entry point to say, yeah. exactly. start a conversation with you, yeah. So the hot tub area, there's also a bar at one end of the hot tub, so you can get drinks and stuff. Oh, this, this you can just also sounding better and better. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you yeah. can also yeah. sit on the other side of the bar and be out of the hot tub. There are beds like all around the hot tub area, so if you want to, there were three up right next to the hot tub and uh, seven. Yeah, I think down around the other side, so you yeah. can like play and whatever on the uh-huh. hot tub beds. You know, stuff. which is something we never did at either resort. No point did. Well, I did actually. I had a very nice. Yeah. I had a very nice. I like play. that. It's something we. Oh no! Wait, I did. I did. I did without Angela, which was there was very little play in the two weeks that was separate play. Oh, um, but um, but his partner and I were watching you. Yeah, you guys were. Uh-huh. She and her. We, she we, and we were. The we ladies were, were both from the hot yeah, tub. in the oh, hot yeah. tub, and he and I may have been. Woof. We were cuddled up a little bit woof. watching. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You'd have been right up there. Put it on. Oh, yeah, for sure. You put it on a little bit of a show, will you? Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. Tell me more, tell yeah. me more. Did you get very far? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, he's another one of those uh, strict bottoms, but then afterwards he told me, he's like, 
you you could make me a top. <laughs> yeah, I could. Have you seen this ass? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He most certainly did. <laughs> uh, anyway, sploosh. So hot tub fun? Uh, yeah. And yeah. We spent so much more time in hot tubs in the last two weeks than I think we have in our entire lives. I so. think you could have added the my spa hot tub time to Angela's spa and hot tub time and added those together, multiplied it by two, and that would have still, still been not, more yeah. than either of us singularly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a lot of hot tub spots. At one yeah. point, we spent four and a half hours in the spa. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think we got in there at around 10 it and left like at 2.30. It's a great social point, though. For it is. It really yeah. is. And yeah. it's, a, it's one of those... The, it's weird because it's one of those places where you sit down and you just chat about life. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the stars are up there. It's a, it was a, Most every night it was a clear night. Well, I was going to ask that because you said that it was just clearing from a storm when you arrived. Yeah. yeah. There was... It was great. It rained once while we were there. Yep. From about 4 a.m. to about 5.30 a.m. Yeah. It oh. downpoured. Uh-huh. And then yeah. it was beautiful the rest of the time. Sunshine again. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, but you would sit, and then at 2 a.m., they would turn the lights off in the hot tub, and then you just stargaze. Uh-huh. I mean, beautiful. you would chat, and some people would be performing oral sex, but... Yeah. But basically stargazing. But basically stargazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say I don't understand the people that perform oral sex in a hot tub because basically all the chemicals the, uh. between the chemicals and the fecal matter and the basically it's human soup um, don't get out and then immediately put your mouth on somebody that's no. disgusting they did have a shower but we saw nobody using it I did see people using okay, it I saw nobody using it before sex oh I don't know about that but I saw people using it okay. I don't know if it was before okay. sex after sex which is Good. worse yeah. <clears throat> anyway so and then we saw people fucking in the hot tub which Oof, yeah. God, I would hate to be her lady parts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, that is not... Anyway. Uh, the day yeah. after, yeah. <laughs> Red one. Red one. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's take a quick pause, okay. and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll have a few more questions. Day two. From gentlemen. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I know, we've only got through day one. We've barely you, gotten through you, day we've, one. We've showed we, up, we made necklaces, and got to the laptop. But we haven't gotten to the late night snacks yet. Not yet. So when we come all right, back, all right, all right, we'll late night snacks. So, so not day two. It's still day one. Join us on The Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak and everything in between. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us, and where we fucked it right up. This isn't your average couple's explanabrag podcast, but we definitely do a little of that. We share our adventures in open with a unique, funny, feminist, and Canadian approach. Come get wet with us on the wet coast. I love, I love that you keep waving at him in front of him. <laughs> Shut up, man. Shut up. We have to go to commercial break. We have adverts now. All right, but we're back. Oh, we're back. Okay, so late night snacks. Yeah, so basically I think, I don't know what time they officially started. Probably midnight. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Or something, I don't know. But basically at, you know, 2, 3 a.m., whenever we were done with hot tub time and socializing and whatnot, uh, we'd go down to, back down to the lobby bar, and you had the option of getting a pizza, a BLT, or tacos. Wait, pizza is a late-night snack? Yeah. I know, right? And it was like these pizzas. Like that, little individual uh, like size Like dinner pizza. plate size but, yeah. p- pizzas. Oh, yeah. Or BLTs or tacos that were pollo or carne. Yeah. And, yeah, and but it was right, yeah. and that was also yeah. another kind of give me two. Yeah, I had four one night. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, <laughs> but that was a nice uh, kind of meeting social area before people would go off to bed and stuff. Um, some people would get their food and take it back to the room, but uh-huh. a lot of people sat there and just kind of ate the last bits and then okay, see you in the morning, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So wait, I'm. I'm I think I've lost something somewhere because this is well past 10:30. Oh yeah, this is yeah. two two thirty in the morning. Yeah. So we have the 10:30 hot tub. Time. That yeah. was the hot tub time yeah. at ten thirty. Well, well, so we had hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have hot tub happy hour that sometimes we went to, sometimes we didn't. Then you would leave. You would go to dinner. You would get dressed uh, up in whatever. Get dressed the theme up night. in whatever the theme was, and then they had like live bands or a DJ uh-huh. out in the courtyard, and you would dance or chat. So or I have a lot yeah. of questions for the theme nights. Okay. And then there would be, after the live band would go away, when they stopped playing, then they would start music up in the disco, which we never really did that. We went one night, yeah. and it was yeah, not so, our style. It, yeah, so they would do music up in the disco, so we would generally stay down in the courtyard and talk to people until we'd go back up to the hot tub. Okay. That was kind of our routine. What was the uh, demographic that, oh, good question. That, that sort of showed up? Uh, I would say average age was probably... 40? Yeah, it was a 35 to 40. 35 to yeah. 40 was the average age. Yeah. I feel like we were just above the average, but Probably. just barely. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked to a few people who were in their mid or early 20s. We, yeah. we saw a few people who were in their late 60s. Yeah. Uh, but I would have, if you'd asked me to say that mean and the median age was around 37. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that the like it was pretty evenly distributed male to female. It mm-hmm. was probably a little heavier on the female side because there was I know two rooms that were both just women, yeah. two ladies, uh, and one uh, two a, thruples, two uh, triads. Two uh, triads. I hate the word thruple. Yeah. Two triads that were uh, male, rim, female, male, female. Yeah, male, female, female. Yeah. So it was probably just right. skewed towards ladies. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, great mix. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, again, everybody was just sort of like sweet and lovely human beings. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Really, we, yeah, some of the people we met are just absolutely amazing, beautiful people inside so, and out. You touched on it a little bit earlier. Theme nights. Yeah. Yes. What were they? What were you? What, oh. what were your, your expectations versus the reality of what was there? 
So I will because give... I know you guys put in a lot of work into the prep for this. Yes, and your costumes looked amazing. Oh, um, I have I have seen a couple of the um, uh, from the bed hoppers. They've been putting mm-hmm. a couple of things on Twitter. They looked pretty damn oh, yeah. cool as well. They yeah. were cute. They're, yeah, they're adorable. I love them. Um, so for the first week, the uh, I'm going to say. 20% of people took the themes extremely seriously yeah. and did costume. We're in that 20% where if you're going to do a costume, you fucking go crazy. Do a costume. Yeah. And then I would say the next 50% did it. Minimal effort. Yeah, they yeah. tried. Uh-huh. They, they put effort into it. Yep. And there was about 30% of the people. But it's also just, how much stuff do you want to bring? So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. About 30% of the people just either wore maybe a, a themed t-shirt or nothing at all. Okay. Um, I will say as well, a difference between the two weeks was that the first week, because there were other activities going on at nighttime and things, um, and you know, even just socializing or going back up to the hot tub or whatever, we generally only kept our costumes on for like an hour or two. So they weren't on for very long. No, right. The second week, it was basically you put the costume on, and then there was a show, and then there was you know dancing in the disco, blah blah blah, and then hanging out and talking to people. So there was a lot more kind of just sitting around in that time. Right. So we probably kept our costumes on for three, maybe four hours yeah. uh-huh. before they came off to go to hot. Tub. And they were also cooler costumes. Yeah. Realistically, because yeah. the swing set costumes. The themes generally lend to more costume, if yeah. that makes sense. Whereas the the second week was traditional desire costumes, and it was the traditional desire themes. Their traditional desire themes, such as um, nautical, naughty nauticals, little red dress, lipstick right. and lingerie. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, and I'm gonna yeah. say it was it's the second week's costumes. We made them fun because we worked at it to make them fun. Yeah, they are. Boring as hell, traditional heteronormative swinger themes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for instance, the little red dress. The men's suggestion is like basically a suit. Pants and suspenders. Pants and suspenders Pants and, and a red, red shirt. Suspenders. Yeah. Right. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Me, being me, I wore my LED harness and jock strap. Uh-huh. Where every is strap is. It's red LED. And you had your LED on It's red, red LED, and then uh-huh. I had my red shoes, my red LED shoes. So, which I will say, walking up was the first time I said this to Angela, and we were also with the bedhoppers as we walked in. This is the first time I felt self-conscious about what I'm wearing. Because as we were walking up to this group, every man was in slacks and a button-up. Uh-huh. Most, Some of them had ties, some of them had suspenders, and I'm wearing a harness <laughs> and a jock strap. <laughs> But everybody loved was, it. Everybody, yeah. 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 A number of people walked up to us and were like, I love your, I love what you're wearing. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's one of those things that the guys are always boring. Uh-huh. And it's not their fault. It's the theme night's fault. And the suggestion. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. suggestion is boring for the guys. It's all about dolling up the women and let's, you know, yeah, they're okay. the only ones with any yeah. kind of style or value. Yeah. But the first week, they set their own themes because it's a, a takeover. So they... Don't do the traditional desire Yes. Ones. So yeah. what were the themes on the first week? Give right. a bit of a rundown. I've got a list. Hold on. Let me pull up my list. There's a list. Of course there's a list. Um, so the first week, and not in this order, um, but there was Cabaret slash Moulin Rouge. Uh-huh. Uh, there was Fetish, 
which was the, um, that was on the dungeon night when they set up the dungeon and the disco. That was fetish night. Uh, there was fractured... That just sounds great. Dungeon oh and the disco. Oh my God, it was... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fractured fairy tales. Uh, Pantheon of gods and goddesses. And then pride, rainbow, and true colors. Oh, and two more, sorry. Um, stage and screen. And then sexy sci-fi. Okay, so go through what what's... All right. What you guys wore for each one of those nights? So, Cabaret Moulin Rouge, I had my little feather skirt and feather pasties. Yes. Um, I didn't do the tail because that was too much to take. Right. Um, so, just the little skirt. Now, and have that. you guys put these on? Not no. all of them have been on Twitter. No. They'll, they'll be coming up. They'll be yeah. coming up. Yeah. Um, so, and then I had a little headpiece for that as well. Uh, and then Bradford had... Um, you had, did you wear the asymmetrical harness? I wore, no, that no, night I wore didn't. my feather collar. Oh, that's right. The feather collar. Uh, top hat. And the cuffs. And the And, and the your cuffs, brocade pants. And brocade yeah. pants. Right. And then the fetish knight, um, he was in his fox outfit. So he had his tail, his ears. He had little arm Angela and Angela has made things. me arm and, and leg sleeves uh-huh. that are purple and black. Very excited for those. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and we have, and then you're, you had the collar on yeah. and the leash. Yeah. And, and then, then Angela was my handler. Yeah. That was in a, she was in a purple and black corset. Um, and then some lace leggings yeah. and yeah, that kind of thing. Um, fractured fairy tales. Uh, you were. I was Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. I was the Beanstalk. I had a cloud underwear that I'd made, the uh-huh. poofy cloud underwear. Yes. I'd wrapped uh, vinage around my leg and up my chest. And I had a little jack. You had a little jack climbing, yeah, up, your climbing leg. up my leg. Yeah. Nice. And then I was the magic bean dealer, so I had um, a tailcoat. I had red bra and red fishnets on, and then some little roughly black panties, a black tailcoat, and inside the tailcoat I had little bags of jelly beans like pinned to it, uh-huh. and I had a little inflatable cow that I would carry with me. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. I love that. <laughs> it was great. That was yeah. one of my favorites of Angela's. Uh, the Pantheon of Gods and Goddesses, Bradford, you had the leather vest that you got at Sexpo yes. when we were down in Adelaide. Yeah, the... That- the mesh leather vest, yeah. part, which is hard to explain. Right. And you had your wrist cuffs and leather pants on yeah. for that one. A lot of leather. Um, and <coughs> I believe you had the top hat. Was that Pantheon? No. No. That was that Cabaret. Was okay. Cabaret. Uh, and then I had the military harness that from D-Design oh. harnesses. Yeah. 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 So I had that. I had so photos of that one. <laughs> it's epic. Oh, yeah. 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 And then for Pride Rainbow True Colors, um, Bradford had on his rainbow... It was a tank top, rainbow tank top, rainbow jockstrap, and a uh, rainbow... You had socks. Rainbow socks. Yeah. And a rainbow tail butt plug. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And then I had on the purple harness also from D. Um, I had on a purple strap-on and a rainbow dildo. Oh, yeah, okay. And I then know. I had my uh, rainbow socks and pineapple shoes that I bought in L.A. Oh, nice. Pineapple shoes. I know. Because right? I was going to go for my LED ones, but then I was like, but pineapples. So. Uh-huh. But yeah. pineapples. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so apart from you two, and you can't pick you two, other costumes that you saw, what, what impressed you the most? Okay, so number one would be from Full Metal Heart. Well, we didn't finish our... Oh, sorry. Okay. He was excited. Yeah. Do you want well, to go that, through the rest that, of them? There's, there's only the two more. Week. Okay. So the uh, two more are stage and screen. Was uh, I was Sweeney Todd and he was Mrs. Lovett. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Gender, gender, gender bent. You look Sweeney Todd. Yeah. yeah. You look scary. She was scary. Very scary. Uh, and, and you had the razor blade. Uh-huh. And the, the eye makeup that you yes. had. Yeah. It was, it was wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then uh, when Bradford had the meat pie that he made. The, so, yes, yeah. that's right, the bloody meat pie. And then uh, Sexy Sci-Fi, I was Supernova, and he was Vance Maximus from the Rick and Morty Vindicators. <laughs> Only one couple got it. Yeah. And they walked up and went, oh my god, you're a Vindicator. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So that couple is one of the couples that yeah. I would pick for amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. On Sci-Fi, she was one of the blue Jedi which I don't know, you know the ones with the two things that come off of their head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Things, yeah. uh, she was amazing. I should know this, but I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. Please don't judge me. Uh, so she was yeah. fucking stunning because they had painted painted most painted of her, her body blue. blue. Yeah. yeah, stunning. Um, on the gods and pantheons night, yeah. he had a uh, um, a construction paper Anubis mask. Nice. It was massive, uh-huh. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well you crafted. Get them on Etsy. They're, they're, oh, fantastic! <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he would have had to put that together. He himself. did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he put it together there. I think. Oh wow, yeah. that's great commitment. So then, another couple that I would have commented on was uh, on Cassidy. Their Full Metal Heart. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which night, but she wore a she handmade her own chainmail chainmail. Oh wow! Chainmail wow. bikini and uh, like top and bottoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she handmade a dragon costume for him. Yeah. That was adorable. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was yeah. great. Um, God, talented people. I know. The amount of and effort. Then, I know. Talented say, people. I hate you. There, there, there are so many cosplayers that were there. And you're like, yeah. oh, great. I love you people, but yeah. Um, and then there was a couple that they had a lot of good ones as well, but... I still say one of my most memorable ones of them was they had the unicorn onesies. The unicorn onesies on their yes. on Pride Night. Yeah. But then on uh, Fairy Tale Night. Oh yeah. She was um, Peter pansexual, and he was <laughs> Tinderbell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking that, that amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's great to see that other people put in that much effort, mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah. Dude, and then the the guy that I played with on that one night on the hot tub on Pride Night wore these high-heeled shoes the entire fucking night that were... He was already, like, probably 6'6". He was tall. With these shoes, he was, like, 6'9". Oh, my God. Huge. Yeah, Yeah, right, baby. 69. Um, (laughs) And at one point, I was like, are those comfortable? He goes, they're pretty. I was like, dude... Massive respect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was the theme nights that's were fun. Yeah, the theme nights were fun because it was just it was good to see how creative people would be and how people would interpret the themes uh-huh. because we all interpret it a little bit differently. So. So so sorry if just to go back to the six foot six guy with <laughs> yeah with, yeah you know with five inch heels on. Um, was he your giant to your Jack and Beanstalk? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would gladly let him ground my bones. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's. Did you steal his golden goose? <laughs> uh, let's just say everything about him was size proportionate. <laughs> Wolf. Anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Oh, so that's right. So the theme nights and um, what was the um, general day today like dur- during the day? So that was the nighttime events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so from waking up in the morning to having breakfast to 
what would, what would generally happen from day to day? So in the first week, I'm curious about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So we generally would wake up around maybe ten ish, let's say, give or take. Uh, go get breakfast. Some days were a little earlier, some days a little later, but we'd get up, go get breakfast. A couple of the days we would stop. There was a beach bar on the way from our room, uh-huh. and the bartender there was amazing. amazing. She was so CC. Good. Her name is CC. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, go to, if you're ever there, go to CC's bar, say yeah. hi to CC, get drinks from her. She's great. Um, but so sometimes we at would ten o'clock in the morning. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we would stop and get a drink on the way to breakfast. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, because as you do, because you can. <laughs> And then we go get some breakfast, uh, come back down to CeCe's bar, because that was, it was quieter, it was, because there was, like, the pool area where there were tons of people, there was music playing, you know, and then in the afternoon it was all the activities and stuff, but we liked the quieter side of things, yeah. so we were typically more down towards the beach bar, getting right. drinks from CeCe, because she was so good, and, and it was just nice to, you can actually talk and converse with people, you can joke around. There were beach beds that if you wanted to kind of just lounge around, you could lay on a beach bed yep. and relax or read or do crafts or whatever you wanted to do. Because <laughs> that's what everybody does. It They do scrapbooking. Uh, no, some people were working on their costumes. Oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, too fair enough. Yeah, too yeah, Okay. Well, I was going to ask, did they have activities planned during the daytime? They did there were some. Yeah, yeah there were some. tours or... Mm-hmm. No, so you could do tours off-site. It wasn't yeah. part of the swing set takeover, but... There, things, some of the things that were part of the swing set takeover were uh, a bourbon tasting, mm-hmm. which nice. was a lot of fun. That was actually, yeah, that was uh, really well done. They did um, a, a, a session on uh, pegging and anal play. Mm-hmm. They right. did a session on energy play, which I really wish we had gone to, but yeah. we were... You, energy, can't, do, you energy can't do everything. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to be honest. When I first heard about energy play, I thought, that sounds very crunchy. Uh-huh. Like, if I was living in Oregon or Washington State or maybe Northern California, I might be into that. But I'm not into that. But then after the experience I had on Dungeon Night and a transference of energy, and then some of the subsequent experiences that I had with a transference of energy between play partners, I really wish we had gone to Energy Night, or the energy discussion, so that I could maybe further understand what had happened. Right. Okay. So, but yeah. Um, they had, <coughs> what were some of the other things that they had, the workshops and things? Um, um, they did a beer social thing. Yeah, there was a, a wine and beer social. Um, there were a couple of things. When, there, so there were live podcasts. There was, and then f- five live, po- four live podcasts. Yeah, because Ending the Sexual Dark Age, uh, Tristan Terramino's Sex Out Loud, um, the Life on the Swing Set live And then podcast. this little podcast you might have heard about called By the By. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there were the four live podcasts that were done different afternoons. Uh-huh. Um, so there were kind of some... There was a day as well uh, on Tuesday, because Dungeon Night was on Wednesday. But on Tuesday, oh, yeah. they did kind of um, an... I'm going to say a, a BDSM workshop type thing, where they went uh-huh. through just different implements, different types of play. They introduced all of the doms that were going to be working at Dungeon Night, um, so anybody that was interested in it could come up and look at things or talk to them. Uh, we That was when we were first introduced to the Violet Wand. The, the, tell me more about this. Yes. Yeah. yeah you're, the Violet or Violet? Violet. Violet. Yeah, like purple. Like okay, the purple. color, yeah. The purple one. Uh, so I had never experienced electricity play. Really, we have a shock knife, but that's not no. a vi- that's not what this is. Right. So this is something that stays plugged into the wall, and you can think of it sort of like a really mild electric shock. And it's got these glass implements, which is why it's called the violet wand. 
because the electricity as it goes through these glass implements is violet. It's purple. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... So the arc and then, is, yeah, yeah, and so is, then you take the implements and you can you know touch them to the skin and yeah, and the arc is uh -huh. so it can either hurt, yeah. it can tingle, it can burn a little, but right. it's yeah, it feels interesting. Interesting is yeah. the yeah. best way I can describe it. So <coughs> the fellow who was showing it to us, I'll 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 sort of cut through a lot of the, the a lot of the chatter and just basically say. After experiencing it for two and a half minutes, all I wanted to do was to give him a hug. Uh -huh. And I told him, I was like, all I wanted to do was give you a hug. He was like, well, come here, give me a hug. <laughs> I was on a sub high uh, for, what, 30 minutes? 45 minutes afterwards? I would have said, yeah, easily an hour. It yeah. was after two minutes. After yeah. two minutes of playing with it. Yeah, right. Now, I admit that... If we owned our own, it probably wouldn't get as much of a high for as little of play. And it was a new experience. This was a new and experience. Yeah, yeah. A new sensation. I was on such an, pun intended, electrical high from it that immediately I was like, we have to buy one of these. We have to buy one of these. I was almost ready. If Angela had said, let's get on Amazon.com now and see if we can have one delivered to the resort tomorrow, I'd have been like, let's do it. Sweet. Yep. Well, if I had thought that they would do that in Mexico, I would have. <laughs> yeah. Because it would have been a lot cheaper than buying it here. <laughs> So Bradford went back to the uh, to the apartment and tore a wire out of the <laughs> yeah. um, Try this. Please don't do that. No. Uh, but it was such an amazing experience. Right. Yeah. It was unlike anything I had ever felt. And I've peed on electric fences. Yeah. And so what he was... Doesn't work. It does. It hurts. <laughs> Peeing on it. If you're I close like enough, if, it, if you're close enough, it arts. If you keep a constant uh, stream. Yeah. Oh, okay. It has to be a constant. Yeah. So what, you probably were far enough away that the stream breaks up. But if you're yeah. close enough, it fucking hurts. Right. Um, but the, the violet, hashtag Kentucky. Sorry, the violet wand though he had that out at Dungeon Night and he was giving people massages with it because oh, wow. he okay. had an armband that he would put over his arm and then you know conduct it through his fingers. Oh my god! Really? And, yeah, think about so, that one. Wow. And so yeah. then at one point he did a demonstration where he had it on his arm. He was holding Angela's hand, who was holding my hand, who was this holding somebody else's hand, and then they touched somebody and they could feel a shock. Wow. Yeah. It really is kind of awesome. It was yeah, a, it sounds magical. Incredible. Now, I admittedly only really liked it if it was on low. If it went any higher than that, I didn't like it. Uh -huh. I like touching people with that, but I didn't like receiving it myself. Yeah, okay. But I think that just goes along with my personality. What I yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah. really, really want to feel is Angela to have the armband on and to be massaging my balls. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to yeah. feel. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure so, I could probably so, almost so orgasm me, just from please that. Please tell me we got on Amazon one's getting delivered here. <laughs> it, it will. We haven't ordered it yet. Within, before Christmas, we'll have one. Yeah, I think right. it's going to be the Christmas present to ourselves. Uh -huh. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And to you, buddy. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was good. I will say that that workshop was nice as well because they did introduce the doms that were going to be working at Dungeon Night. And so basically for Dungeon Night, they take over the disco for the whole night um, and they... Um, and there's a the couple from JV and Shara from Ending the Sexual Dark Ages podcast. They, I think they're the Huge ones. Huge shout that, out to them, by the way. Yeah, so they're the ones that organized Dungeon Night, and there's a lot of other people involved. But it was originally their their brainchild, their uh -huh. baby, uh, and they do most of the work to set it up. I think. But anyway, they've got a double St. Andrew's cross. They've got spanking benches. They've got all these different play areas. Suspension that, rigs. Yeah, suspension wow. rigs. Um, and then the. Basically, off of the disco, there's a big playroom where you know you can go and have sex and play and whatever. Uh -huh. They turn that into an aftercare room, 
So they have towels and uh, blankets, sheets, things like that. They've got food and drinks and wa- you know water for everybody um, for after your scene is done. And and that just there are folks that are manning that all night long and really taking very good care it of people. It just sounds so well prepared. Yeah. It really was. Really. Yeah. We had never experienced anything like uh-huh. no, Dungeon Night. Really. No. And it was... So we went up Dungeon Night to skip ahead to that. We went up Dungeon Night and we had seen from the, the doms that were presented, there was one that, especially with Bradford being in Fox mode that night, because he was in a different headspace And we knew already. that I was going to be in a different headspace. Yeah. So, you know, he was in a different headspace. And so there was one of the doms that, that we were like, that's who I want to play with him. Um, that's who I want to top him. And it was it was Ginger from the Life on the Swing set. Um, but and, but it was her mode. it was her dominant personality. Oof, right. And and so I went up to the so basically Dungeon Night, there's a, a gatekeeper, so you go up and you talk to them and you say, This is either the kind of play I'm interested in, this is the feeling or this is what I want, or I want this person, you know, specifically. So you can leave it open ended or you can request some someone in particular. Because um, they had people that were doing wax, they had the electrical play, they had um, impact play, they had rope. mind fucking. They had uh-huh. yeah, Tristan Terramino was doing her mind fucking stuff there. Um, and would listen to her live podcast, and you'll get some more information. Yeah, but, if um, you listen to yes, yeah, uh, uh, sex out loud. Yeah, and um, but yeah, so all kinds of different things. But we went up there, and I specifically requested Domina for for Bradford and so they're like okay we'll see what we can do a few minutes later they came up and they're like all right you know she wants to talk to you and see so I went up uh we went up to her and because he was in fox mode and he wasn't he's not verbal when he is um and so she was talking to me and basically ignoring him because he's just a pet Uh um so she was talking to me about what is it that you know he wants and and what does he like and so we kind of talked about stuff and then um and I did uh let him speak at one point just to you know make sure that there wasn't anything else that, that he necessarily needed to say and and so he he kind of just was like yeah that's good and whatever and we went and looked at implements picked out a couple of things for her to use and um and it was after that yeah you were all hers i'd never had an experience like it to be absolutely honest it was uh, just amazing to sit back and watch yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> just just to sit back Picking out the influence, just it yeah. was, that was amazing. So erotic. So yeah. So she gets me up on the on the cross, and she asks me, "Do you want to be bound to it?" And I am very disciplined in that I don't have to be bound to it. Mm-hmm. So I was happy just holding on to it. Uh-huh. And so I was like, "No." And she said, "Okay." And one of the thing, what I told her, what I wanted to feel, and what Angela had expressed to her that I wanted to feel was, I like impact play, and I really liked impact play, but in Fox mode. I also need love. He needs cuddles. I need yeah. cuddles. I need scritching. I uh-huh. need love. And so it was one of those amazing moments where I've never... Angela knows how to take care of me. And I trust that she knows how to take care of me. But I've never thought that anybody else... There's a limited number of people that I would trust with my leash. And honestly, those people are... are and I'm not even sure... To be honest, I would trust you with my leash. I know you're not going to hurt me, but I also know that you might not know exactly how to handle me, if oh, that makes yeah, sense. That's right, cause... So the, I think the people on earth that I would trust are, are, are Angela and Lolo Lady. Yeah. yeah. Because I know that she knows how to handle me because uh-huh. she's, she's dealt with animals before, <laughs> which is weird <laughs> to say, knowing I'm a human. I know that. Anyway, so to have an immediate connection with somebody, a dom especially, 
was so surprising to me that it was almost physically emotional. Like, I, it was, I was emotional during most of the play. And I think, I have no idea how long it went on. If you had told me it went on for five minutes, I would have believed that. If you had told me it went on for 45 minutes, I would have believed that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was somewhere in between that. I have no idea, really, but I would have guessed probably 20-ish minutes. So, yeah. time for me, it started to really bend and warp, which yeah. also was weird to say. But... So one of the things, you know, she would spank me, and then she would immediately put her face up against my face, and we would nuzzle. And you love that. Mm. I didn't realize how important that was to me. I knew it was important to me, but this Life on the Swing Set week... To have her do that to you as well... It taught me how to do it, how much importance it was. Because she was one of three partners that week that I played with that was not Angela that we did that with. Uh, And this wasn't a sexual thing. This was purely... I don't know how to explain it. It was purely emotional, emotional lust. Yeah. Yeah. It was somewhere around yeah. there. Uh, but she would spank me, she would flog me, she would whip me, and then she would immediately cuddle me. And that was such... I, I still I get a, a little emotional just thinking uh-huh. about it and thinking back at how my body felt about it. And I know at one point I was shaking so much and it was from there's so much adrenaline in your body that you don't know what to do. You you can't handle it. Uh-huh. So I was I was holding onto the cross, holding myself up, and the my whole body was trembling. You were shaking, yeah. And it was just like I could feel it in my legs, I could feel it everywhere. And I it was all I could do to keep myself up. Yeah. And when she finally So she really took you to that place. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, part of part of what people often talk about in the kink community is that subspace. It's that headspace where you're sort of in your own... It's a hypnosis. I'm already there. Almost the moment you put the collar on me, I'm there. But when you added the impact play and the mm-hmm. cuddling... I, like I said, I don't remember... There's a lot of parts of that I don't remember. I don't remember... I, I remember being on the cross, and I remember being in the, in the aftercare room, but I don't remember anything that happened in between that. I don't remember walking around. I know at some point there was a lady on on the other side of the cross from me, so we were face-to-face. And I remember there was a few things that bothered me about the way her partner was treating her, but at the same time, there was nothing I could really do about it because I was in a different space. But that was part of their scene, so it was... Yes, yeah. Yeah. but it bothered me because right. I, that wasn't my scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. <coughs> so, that... Wow, so you really were just taking on an emotional roller coaster. It was like, such a it, wonderful experience. Yeah. I can't, I can't fully describe, and I wish that there were, I wish there was a way that I could explain to folks what it was like. But the best I can come up with is like, imagine that you win the lottery and you're like, I don't ever have to work again, and also, no matter what I eat, I won't get fat. It's that feeling. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're on permanent vacation and you won't get fat. I mean, those two things. Also, your libido is always at 11. And you're getting cuddles. And that everybody loves you. Yeah. Everybody's aroused by you. So, yeah, it was such a great feeling. Yeah. Oof. Dungeon Night that was just, a yeah. highlight. And it was, and it was nice because we we sat in, uh, in the dungeon area basically the rest of the night just watching other people and other scenes and there was one person who had said that after watching you and your experience it prompted them to to try 
you know, impact play and to try something like that because you know knowing that it doesn't have to be just all brute force uh-huh. there can be yeah. softness and cuddles and and their scene went on for a very long time but it was so lovely to watch yeah. and just mesmerizing um, but it was just it was great to see all the different kinds of play that were going on the wax play was just gorgeous yeah. to watch them do that so um, and to give you sort of uh, an idea of where my mindset is and this you know Gentlemen, you know me, so you know how relaxed I am rarely. Uh, when After my scene was done, still in collar and leash, there was it was chilly in the, in the dungeon uh, because all this ha- is happening. And, you they know, cooled it way down. They cooled it yeah. way down yeah. so that the people, both the doms and the subs, could feel comfortable. Yeah. But if you just came up there to watch, it was chilly. Yeah. And one lady was, she was like, oh, it's really cold. And I remember, I don't remember her talking to me. I remember, all I remember is her saying, well, can he sit next to me? Yeah. Asking you that. Yeah. And Angela was like, yeah. And sort of got me up sitting next to her. And she was, I was warm because I'm always warm. And I'm wearing all the fur. So she's petting the fur. And I literally fell asleep. While she was petting me. And I'm laying against her back. She was leaning forward just enough that I could get my head between the seat and her back. Uh-huh. And it was one of those, like, at one moment I oh, thought, I am an animal. Yeah. Yeah. This, I feel like an animal. You were, you were curled up yeah, next to her. I was curled up yeah. next to her. She's petting my leg and arm. Yeah. And I fell asleep. And I, I don't know how long I was asleep for. But it was that, just that wonderful comfort of feeling knowing that you're 100% safe with uh-huh. the people around you. Yeah. And that you have nothing to worry about. Which... Mm-hmm. I could count on one hand the number of times I felt that secure. But I would say that that whole week was like that. Yeah. There wasn't a time that I felt unsafe or insecure or, ooh, I really need to watch and see what these people are going to do because something might happen. There wasn't a time that entire week that I felt like that yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, or, or it's even surreal. It like holding back because you were worried about what other people. Yeah, think. exactly. And I knew nobody was going to judge me uh-huh. because it was also it didn't matter who I was. I was me, and that was enough. Yeah. And it also, talking about the safety aspect, is that it was a very consent-driven week. And so people were always asking, you know, may I hug you? May I kiss you? Okay? Or, you know, yeah. if you had a costume on, can I pet you? Or whatever it was. Um, but, yeah, and I think that that added to that feeling of safety is because you didn't have to worry about anyone groping you or uh-huh. anything like that. Yeah. And the number of times, so this was, I think, maybe the third time I've been out in public on leash. Yeah. And the number of people that spoke to Angela and not me, because they understood the dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was yeah. the first time that people literally, that completely understood the dynamic. When we've gone to Hellfire before, people talk to me. And it makes me really uncomfortable when I'm in subspace yeah. to, to try, because I feel like I should because respond. Because you're in the headspace to, to not respond. Yeah. 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 And then, then it's that, that sort of conflict of, of real world and sub world and how do you how do you yeah. balance that yeah but in this location it was very much people, people i don't remember anyone speaking to me people uh no no one spoke to you directly there was one person that asked is he verbal that's right but they were an animal as well and so you know but maybe so maybe some are, some aren't. Yeah. But they did ask if you were she was verbal. A pony. Yeah, she was a pony. Right. A beautiful, beautiful pony. Um, and Handmade tail. Damn, girl. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Damn. Um, and so, but I said no, and that was fine. Okay. And then she talked to me. But I think everybody else just just assumed and didn't even talk to you. Yeah. Which is funny because thinking through the night, I don't remember a lot of points of that night. It's which mm-hmm. is 
interesting. I remember the dealing with Domina. Yeah. And I remember falling asleep on the lady because yeah. she was comfortable and I liked yeah. her. Yeah. And she smelled nice. I mean, just like, yeah. that's, those are the things I really remember she about the night. Um, yeah, she petted me and made me feel safe. She yeah. gave me yeah. scritches. Uh, it was, yeah, such an amazing... Yeah. The whole dungeon The whole was, week was like that. Yeah. If, yeah. if you can take sort of that feeling of safety and comfort. The whole thing just sounds incredibly well organized and incredibly well put together and thought out. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and there was, you know, looking at the whole week, there were a lot of activities. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um, so that week was a lot more active for us. We didn't do, we did some laying around like on beach beds and stuff. Huh. But it was also, we wanted to interact with so many different people yeah. that it just, it felt a little busier. Whereas the second week, we had a lot more downtime. Yeah. I suppose mindset as well, you, I think. You probably went in there knowing that the second week would have yeah, been more. We did. Would have been yeah. more relaxing. So and we, we went to take the opportunity that. while you've got it. Yes. Yeah. It sounded, yeah. And we did. We, we did. pushed ourselves very hard in yeah. the first week. Yeah. So that we could chill out a little more in the second week. Yeah. yeah. With that said, yep. Let's take. Uh, we're going to stop for tonight. Okay. And we'll uh, we'll catch up. Aww. I know, but don't <laughs> worry. We're not going to stop. But the listeners at home have to stop. Yeah. We'll we'll take a break and we'll continue this conversation for the listeners at home, looking at you microphone people, next week. Yep. In the meantime, if you want to contact us, uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at By the By Podcast. You can email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Our website is www.bythebye.com.au. Uh, if we, if you want to get a, some of our geeky sex toy stuff, uh, you hear us talking about that quite often. You can go to www.geekysextoys.com slash by the by b y t h e b i, and that helps us out, that helps them out, and that helps you out. They ship worldwide, so you can get all the wonderful uh, toys from them. If you want to help us out in other ways, you can go to patreon.com and become a patron uh, slash by the by podcast. And you can become one of our patrons and get access to our day by day podcast that we did while we were at Desire both weeks. It's like 137, uh, 137 minutes, or no, no, no. It's an hour and 37 minutes. 97 minutes. There you go. I can do math. Yes, that's right. The gentleman's <laughs> over there. Oh, yeah, it took me a while to catch up. That's fine. Uh, if you want to, and you should, follow the gentleman on Twitter. He is. The gentleman, the, the underscore gentleman, seventy nine. <laughs> uh, if you have direct messages you want to send to him, you can send them to me, and I will make sure he gets them. Bye. You thank know. you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now, microphone people. Hi, I'm Mr. Pent, co-host of Life on the Swing Set, and you're listening to a Swing Set Network podcast on SwingSet.fm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 